this episode of Content Academy, gosh, we're back. The prodigal son of podcasting has returned <laughs> after our longest hiatus in, I don't know about a, about ever, but a long time for, for sure. Ever. Yeah, we were gone oh. for close to a month, and I think we do have very good reasons, though. Yeah, I think that yes. the podcast kind of, I would say, <clears throat> landscape has been. I don't know about affected, but maybe has it's been in flux. <laughs> it's in been informed a few degrees by our our absence. So our absence good, has been felt. Yeah, it's good to be back. I think a lot of people kind of look at us as the first podcast to reach over a hundred episodes. Um, mm-hmm. As kind of a where do I go? What direction do we steer our podcast in? They kind of look at us for that guidance. So, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's not a responsibility that we take lightly. Um, it's something that we're always thinking about. So we apologize for this absence, but it's good to be back. And like Josh said, we have good reasons. But first, we have quite the sponsor for this episode. This is something that's kind of new, kind of different. So this this is a brand. It's Cornutopia. So Georgia, can you tell us a little bit about as a kind of a service what what does this brand what does this company do sure well I mean, first of all you have to uh think okay what, what's what is a cornucopia a, right so cornucopia is all about cornucopias which mm-hmm. uh is also called the horn of plenty the symbol of abundance mm-hmm. fertility uh bounty if you will um most often you when you think of a cornucopia you think of like this horn-shaped basket Mm-hmm. with maybe some squash and fruits and stuff tumbling out of it. So yeah. Corneotopia is kind of bringing that tradition back. Mm-hmm. So this is a service that will let you order from their catalog of, they have over 50 cornucopias now. Mm-hmm. So you can get a cornucopia of any kind of theme, it's not make, just or model. It's Thanksgiving anymore. They so do no, have the classic like, Thanksgiving. This isn't they have like the classic the Thanksgiving ones. Yeah, they have the classic Thanksgiving, but they mm-hmm. also have, I mean, Corneotopia is a year-round tradition. So we have kids' birthday parties. Yep. Um, they have the baby shark Corneotopia, you know. And left shark Corneotopia. Of course, yes. Can't forget the left shark. Uh, Georgia talks about fertility. We have, they have gender reveal Corneotopia. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very popular. Yeah. You have, Guaranteed course, not to not to cause a wildfire either. So much more safe than <laughs> yeah. other gender reveal yeah. Yeah. things you could do. You have so the they, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. uh, right? Red Kingdom, Cornucopia. Red Kingdom. Yeah. There's a full football in there, yeah. uh, kind of in place of the pumpkin. Yeah. So a bunch of bunch of Chiefs items mm-hmm. just tumbling out, and maybe um, a little something for the Swifties in there. Maybe well. a little something for the Swifties in there <laughs> as a bonus. Um, there's also the Meat Lovers Cornucopia, uh, <laughs> which has the horn that is is made of meat, mm-hmm. and there's also you like also seven open faced. there's seven different kinds of barbecue sauce inside Mm -hmm. and just every kind of barbecue meat you could want no cheese no fruit no starch it's just meat meat lovers Mm -hmm. that's what it says on the box Mm -hmm. absolutely there's the kids one that has just a bunch of candy spilling out of it Uh, that's always a favorite at the the kids table 
for doing one and of those. Something to keep in mind is cornucopias are inherently messy. Yeah. It kind of I mean, they're the, spilling. The chaos of yeah, the bountifulness. It's so bountiful that it's overflowing. So that's just the yeah. nature of the cornucopia. Which, speaking of, when you order one of these, get ready for a big old box. Mm. Like it's gonna have a crate, and you're gonna have to open it like with a pry bar. With a pry bar. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not gonna fit all the stuff in the in the horn of plenty mm. that you are given. It's gonna spill that's out. You're gonna have a lot of coverage. Yeah. Harvest was bountiful this year. Yeah. And it shows. And it shows. Absolutely. And don't worry about price because there's something for every budget yeah. at Cornutopia. Exactly. Um, the smallest items, they range from about $30 mm-hmm. and, you know, That's kind of your desk. modest horn of plenty. That's the office yeah. desk Cornucopia. Mm-hmm. And we have some little peanut M&Ms in there yeah. for you to snack on. Yeah. Uh, all the way up to their um, Pilgrim's Progress <laughs> little Cornucopia yeah. that has... I think it's nine ninety nine right now. John Smith, yeah, the John Smith classic. <laughs> yeah. And I kid you not, the cornucopia part, the basket, it will be the size of your table. Mm-hmm. It will be. Very it comes nice. in two You're boxes. You're gonna need a dedicated table for it. Room even. None yeah, of your extended yeah. extended family will question that the harvest was bountiful. Yeah, no doubt that the harvest was bountiful. Absolutely. So check it out. Yeah, check out Cornutopia. We're a proud, uh, we're partnering with them. So definitely check them out. So mm-hmm. like we said, we're back for the past three weeks. Um, it's not that we haven't been wanting to podcast, um, but we just haven't been able to. So We literally couldn't. Yeah, so Josh, kind of give us the spark notes of what really happened. Yeah, so things kind of aligned to just keep us out of the studio. Um, So three weeks ago, we were feeling a little bit burnt out. So we arranged a uh, kind of a group work trip to the Overlook Hotel. Mm -hmm. A retreat, if you will. It was a working vacation, kind of. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we would kind of be, you know, caretaking, doing a little bit of caretaking. Um. And but obviously one thing led to another. The old the old man who kind of showed us around kept trying to kept telling Riley, "You can shine. You got the shine." <laughs> Remember that, Riley? Yeah, Riley was riding mean. around on his tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> what is yeah, that? Yeah, that was what, weird. Did you, did you ever find out what he meant by that? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> it's like on Smash Bros. Uh, Star Fox's down B, I think, is what he was talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, right. The Shine Spark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's a Metroid thing. Um, <laughs> so then, ap- well, we did kind of, we did get that finished up. But then the week after that, we all got Skinnamarink. <coughs> so yeah, we were in Alex's house, and the Skinnamarink demon uh, disappeared all the doors and windows. So we were trapped in there. And the lights were out, and he kind of it kind of just like recontextualized the di- the architecture and the childhood toys into mm-hmm. something kind of vaguely threatening. Yeah. So terrible. The recontextualization really was brutal. Yeah, it really got me. Very chilling in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something maybe not overtly scary, you know. Yeah, because it's like toys. 
when I think of toys, I don't think like, oh, I'm going to be scared by toys. I mean, they're toys. Right. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah. But if they're like look really grainy and dark, Ooh. maybe there's a weird voice going on too. Shivers down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's like almost, it's like the most fun things when turned on their head. Right. That can get a little scary. Absolutely. But we did eventually manage to get out. And the way we did that was um, we just started playing. Um, uh, so we, we just put like the, um, the, the baby shark song on repeat. Mm -hmm. And the skin and rink demon was eventually just like, okay, please go. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. Nobody talks about answer. that technique. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to the love saves the day ending. Yeah. Because demons hate music. Yeah. Because music is like of joy. Course, music is represents pure harmony. Yes. And, <laughs> and monsters represent pure discord. So it's yeah, kind of dissonance. like. Yeah. It's kind of like nails on a chalkboard esque, I think. To yeah. Them. Which they so. love, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be like nails on a chalkboard. It would be like, I don't well, know, it would be like chalk them. on a chalkboard. <laughs> nails on the chalkboard to us is like music is to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I and were a monster, versa. I would say, ooh, and hearing nails on a chalkboard is not like nails. Wait, no. It would be like. You look at like a monster's Spotify most played and it's just like nails on the chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. I thought it would just be like a, a soundtrack of Halloween sounds. That too. I thought that that's too. what monsters they listen to. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I, I would love to see what their lap. Spotify they rap looks know. like. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine their Spotify rap? Like, oh you listen gosh. to Ghouls Howling 243 yeah. times this year. Oh. Your favorite artist was zombies. Dracula pissing. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, that would so, like that. So that was this. That was two weeks ago, yeah. and then last week we um we spent five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Not the Freddy you're thinking about, though. We have a good friend named Freddy. He it was really cool. It was fun. We just needed yeah. some. This we needed some time nice, to decompress. This was a nice break. Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah just five Freddy nights. Had you know the glove with the long blades on the end yeah. <laughs> it was great a friend of the show i'm surprised they haven't done like a uh what's what's that is it nightmare on 13th street or something nightmare on elm street i'm surprised they haven't come out with a new like reboot of nightmare on elm street and for the the posters and stuff they're like you don't want to spend five nights with this Freddy or something like that. <laughs> like, this Halloween, meet a Freddy that is actually going to scare you or something, something like that. I'm surprised they haven't. They're probably working on it. But... Yeah. And after we talked about the Overlook Hotel thing, I actually found the supplier of that sick carpet that they have, and I had some in, oh. put in my office. So. Ooh, sick. That kind of That's interlocking awesome. design. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. You have to be careful, though, because sometimes after you put that in your house, you might, like, wake up one morning and then go down the hall to the bathroom, and then you just keep making left turns, <laughs> yeah. and you never find the bathroom. So yeah. just watch out for that, okay? Yeah. And I, I'll, I will say it's a cool pattern if you're, look, if, if you're looking at the center of the room, but when you go up along the edges of the walls, it kind of... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
So it is just floor to ceiling. Re repeating. No, it's not floor to ceiling. I'm okay. saying like the pattern itself that kind of cuts off when you go up. It's not perfect. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, so we're back. Pretty soon we're going to be talking about, uh, well, we're starting a new <laughs> series. So mm -hmm. we're no longer talking about, uh, I guess music was our last. Oh. Wow, it was, yeah. We're not talking about music anymore. We're talking <coughs> about at all. Yeah, ever. <laughs> we're going to be talking about something uh, new and exciting. That's so, right. We are going to be talking about educational children's programming. So think, I mean, Sesame Street is the the perfect. Sesame Street's like, the pinnacle. Yeah. 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 That was kind of the one that started it all, truthfully. Sesame um, Street. What well, which came first, one? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood or Sesame Street? Oh, gosh. Ooh, that would be a good trivia question. Yeah. I think was it that, was. Or was it something the, the like PBS Howdy Doody? <laughs> well, I, I will say that um, Sesame Street was the first children's programming, educational programming, where they had a curriculum. Mm. Um, I don't know if Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood necessarily did. Now, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood looks like that premiered in 1968. Uh, Sesame Street was in the 70s, if I remember correctly. Kind of 69. Mr. Rogers 69. was like, okay, we feed the fish. Uh -huh. We check in with the little puppet guys. The we old do man. the little train. Uh-huh. And then Don't we, forget. we do picture, picture, picture. Because that was the... <laughs> <laughs> you watched more uh, Mr. Rogers than I did. Like I think I was more of a Sesame Street and uh, more into the the show that I'll be talking about today. Well, he was but my neighbor. He was. Love Mr. Rogers. Um, both really did lay the groundwork for a lot of future children's educational programming. Um, and honestly, I think it's hard to understate how much children's educational programming does affect children uh since we've been like pretty much since the 70s since most families have had a tv in their house uh -huh. especially nowadays um kids just are in front of so many screens uh, -huh. uh i certainly have a lot of memories of watching shows like sesame street um arthur uh between the lions um pbs all that kind of stuff pbs dragon yeah. tales you know, crouch creatures, PBS all that kind of the stuff. Broke family channel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. I believe it's we had it. Was... Like, mm -hmm. To some degree, so we were homeschooled, and it's like what shows were on when mm -hmm. kind of determined mm -hmm. when you would wake up in the morning. Because, mm -hmm. like, if you woke up at eight, it's like, well, nothing was on TV. So you might as well sleep, sleep until nine, because that's when Arthur and Dragon Tales started, right? I believe, I believe you're right. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. Good point. Like if you if you wake up at eight, you're stuck watching Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> if you wake up at you hey, know, what's wrong with Franklin? Example. If you wake yeah, up at know. you know one or two a.m., then you got the George <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, then you you have to at least you know watch the it. theme, and then you can turn it off. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, so, band, band practice. 
<laughs> Low rider. <laughs> kind of a stone throw away that. from come and get your love. Yeah, yeah, add that to the list. Yeah. Sure. So we'll we'll get into all that in a minute, but I do have some news items that I want to talk about. Nice. Do it. What do we think? Let's I think crack we should crack them open. open. Okay. Busy news week. This is more recent, not going back all the way to, you know, close to a month ago when we left off. <coughs> but um uh so yeah, I got some news items to talk about and I I uh not really a lot of I'm not really going to be doing a lot of discussion about the Beatles. <laughs> so, really? I have one that okay. mentions them, but I know they've <laughs> been kind of been in the news a lot lately, so. But <laughs> let's see here. Um it is 1 year today uh until the 2024 presidential election. I kind of forgot that we had a president for a while. It's been nice. Yeah, kind of a nice feeling. But nice. Let's have a break. Yeah. And hopefully I, that will continue. Exactly. I think about the president every day. Wake up. <laughs> seven in the morning. First thing. Check in with myself. Think about who the president is. <laughs> you know. Grandpa Joe. Yeah. Old genocide Joe. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I love that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, let's see. Moving on here. This is kind of a, so, so, it's a pretty common practice for well-known filmmakers to have kind of a one for them, one for me approach. So this is sure that was my one for them headline, and this is kind of my <laughs> one for me headline. So this one, I'll kind of allow myself to talk about the Beatles a little bit. Okay. Uh, Peter Jackson has revealed that more Beatles music is conceivable. After the release of the final song by the Fab Four, yes, and it is conceivable that I will actually wake up at six fifteen on a weekday. Doesn't that mean doesn't it's gonna happen. Doesn't mean it's gonna happen, but it is conceivable. My alarm is set for six fifteen every morning. <laughs> Does that reflect reality necessarily? No. So anyway, uh, moving on. Disney has removed an episode of the children's animated show Bluey. I was just we reading about talk, this. We kind of talk about maybe we can have an episode on Bluey. That's I think that falls squarely under the um, educational. I don't, know, oh, I don't yeah. really know about educational, but social emotional definitely. Um, That's so they removed an episode of Bluey that discusses the concept of gender. So I haven't seen the episode, but I think Bluey's dad is playing with Bluey and pretends to give birth or something like that. Yeah. Something harmless. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Disney... Gender is a dangerous concept for kids. For Disney. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Disney, after pulling the episode from Disney+, Plus, released a statement um, confidently reassuring fans that Minnie Mouse is still strictly and simply a girl version of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> she doesn't have a personality of her own she's just mickey mouse with a pink bow and from time to time she gets a little feisty but other <laughs> than that she's just girl mickey mouse that's right so kind of calming people it's like relax <laughs> we're not as disney we're not having any new ideas about gender here <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, the latest version, this is interesting. 
the latest version of Apple's Mac operating system comes with the ability to detect if liquid is inside the device. So I guess you drop your MacBook in a pool, it'll give you maybe a warning or something like that. I'm drowning. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or I guess it would be more like if you spilled your drink on a on your MacBook, it would like shut down or something so it doesn't harm any components. <laughs> Uh, still unavailable is the ability to offer its user a fully customizable experience. <laughs> so they're kind of, I don't know about making a step in the right direction, but there's still some features that are to be desired. Can you still change like the color of the scroll bars? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I remember doing that in uh, yeah. OS 9.6 or whatever. I think they're all gray. And they'll probably it's I think it's the same as the iPhone scroll bars. It's just a gray That's so transparent pop up. Yeah. It's not the big clunky one you have to go over and click and drag. Let's see here. Uh this is interesting. The first um commercial space plane, the Dream Chaser, is what it's called, built by a private Colorado based aerospace company, Sierra Space, will soon be ready to fly. The concept has been in the works for 15 years and will be worked on for another five years before being scrapped completely. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice that they've kind of built it in. They've built the the typical space plane life yep. cycle into the roadmap. They start <laughs> working on it. About these things. Yeah, they start working on it and they're like, yeah, maybe, maybe it doesn't need wings if there's no air up there. <laughs> uh Let's see. This is an interesting one. Um, and this one is for I have a couple a couple news headlines that are that are more about the AI side of things. <laughs> so okay. Interesting in that regard. Researchers say that an AI bot is capable of insider trading and lying. When asked Ooh. for a comment, the AI bot said that it isn't capable of lying actually. And it, that is also a very cool AI bot. <laughs> so, and if you're if you're not familiar with what insider trading is, it's what Martha Stewart did and went to prison for. Yeah. So, man, it's... if AIs take that from us, there's just no hope. That's like yeah. the one thing humans are good at. Insider yeah. trading. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing we're good at. I mean, I've been doing the wrong thing. Took everything else, and yeah. in the case of Martha Stewart, making a pretty damn good shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Ace Hardware says that over twelve hundred devices have been hit by a cyber attack. Oh no, my cyber hammer! <laughs> I was gonna say, what is what is Ace Hardware selling that could be at all affected by a cyber <laughs> attack? I don't know. Uh. This is kind of going back to more of the AI stuff. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, AI and AI AI'd a giant artificial intelligence AI that took a huge AI artificially much faster than AI could intelligent artificial AI. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might want to have AI take a look at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that just artificially happened intelligently. Yeah. yeah. Intelligently. So this Alex's one SEO is off the charts on that. Yeah. One. This one 
uh, editor's comment. This one is kind of less of a more less of a content academy typical headline and more of what I would call a um, impressionist painting, maybe just on the status of news articles these days. Yeah. So when I, I when I'm doing research for loud and clear, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that wasn't lost on you, Josh. <laughs> when I'm doing research on news that's happened, like I said, this is kind of an impressionist take on what it looks like. You know, and it's becoming increasingly difficult it's to a, weed it's out. A biting satire. <laughs> it's a biting satire. <laughs> And I'll spare you from the Elon Musk version as well. Thanks. Let's see. Um, this is interesting. This is more of a gamer, gaming, gaming focused headline. So, like, if you watch the uh, Gran Turismo where he goes from gamer to racer, gamer to racer, yeah. And if you might be, in, and you like that, you might be interested in this one. Um, Blizzard has announced. Not one, but three new World of Warcraft expansions as it unveils the World Soul Saga. This is quite the coincidence as I made a sandwich yesterday morning that I also called the World Soul Saga. <laughs> so, of course. Kind of, yeah. I know I get kind of creative with what I name things that I make, but this, it's kind of just a weird, strange coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly here for the Marvel. Of all the things they could have named their games, they named it after your sandwich. Yeah, That's very weird. strange. Very strange. <clears throat> yeah. And unlike um, Blizzard's World Soul Saga, this one someone will actually enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're like, nobody plays World of Warcraft anymore. This one is for the, I'll, I'll throw a bone to the Marvel fans here. Uh, Marvel's next TV show, Echo, has uh, revealed a its release date. The show follows the adoptive daughter of Kingpin return to her hometown what? where she must come to terms with her past. This one is a must-watch spectacle that you can't miss. Huh. Of course, anyone who watched Hawkeye knows Echo. Of course, yes, Echo. Um, so the deaf character, yeah. So I mean, man, this is it's must watch, Ironic. and you can't miss it. So yeah, if you're kind of wondering how how the whole kind of King Dynasty saga pieces together, you're not going <laughs> to miss this one. So that's all what right. that's what we got. That's all the news fit to pod for today. Excellent. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Of course. Okay. You guys ready to learn? Yes. Of course you are. Content Academy. We're educational. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, contrary to popular belief, I actually did not do my report about the Crab Brothers. You didn't? Shocker. I know. Yeah. Left turn. It's actually not about the Crab Brothers. Today, we're going to be taking a closer look at Blue's Clues. Nice. Blue's Clues. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I know. Real quick, can we get a quick poll here? Are you Steve or Joe? Steve. Steve? <laughs> All the way. I'm a Steve guy. Yeah. 
I mean, I think we all are inside. Any, I think I think no Joe is a Steve guy. I think Joe is Joe a Steve is guy. Steve Let's guy. be honest. <laughs> Nobody's gonna top Steve. We're just completely man. leaving out the latest iteration. Yeah. Yeah, Josh. <laughs> His name's name? Joshua. His name's Joshua. Yeah. Huh. He's fine. I've always fine. been partial to the tenth doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I now I don't think whoever Blue's owner is is the Time Lord, but maybe that's a bit of, of Blue's Clues lore. Blue. If anybody, it's Blue. <laughs> Undoubtedly. So Blue's Clues debuted in 1996, and it was one of the first children's cable shows built entirely around directly addressing the audience. And this was aimed at preschoolers who would help the main character solve mysteries. Uh, later on, you would see this used in uh, Dora the Explorer. Uh, but that was uh, initially pioneered with Blue's Clues. The original Blue's Clues was also the first billion-dollar consumer brand for Viacom, which is uh, Nickelodeon's parent company. Mm -hmm. and Viacom owns a lot. But, yeah, billion dollars. That is nothing to sneeze at. Not SpongeBob? So it was the first, not... The only or still, yeah, but um, SpongeBob, SpongeBob came along and... later. Oh, SpongeBob it... was a bit later, oh, I, I think. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. Blue's Clues built upon the leisurely pacing and kind of cozy qualities of its predecessors, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood and Sesame Street, and created something where preschoolers were treated like they were smart and empowered, and it emphasized social emotional skills. Uh, this kind of created a template for future children's shows like the aforementioned Dora the Explorer, which also gives space for audience response. Although, personally, I feel like Blue's Clues did this in a much more sophisticated way than Dora the Explorer. And part of that is, and I'll talk about this a little, little bit later, part of it is actually having a real human yeah. and also this very, um, it's all 2D, but it kind of has this uh, picture book quality to it. So it's very inviting and it feels still very real when you look at it. It's one thing when you have just like Dora staring at you for five mm -hmm. seconds. Flatly. Yeah. Unchanging. Yeah. yeah. As opposed Not to blinking. Steve who was like thinking, going like, hmm. Mm -hmm. Eagerly hmm. awaiting your response. Yeah. Or my favorite is when you hear the kids say look yeah look a clue and he's like yeah oh a shoe you know yeah. <laughs> um, no, every ass. time every time i was like oh steve come on man you silly just I love it another difference is that uh blues clues do doesn't have an active antagonist <laughs> not not always yeah if anything blue is the antagonist and she's like technically <laughs> He's kind of an agent of chaos. That a little bit, yeah. Forcing Steve to go on these a mystery figures. <laughs> exactly. Gotta kind of a trickster. She's a trickster. Steve to her will. Yeah. Toys a trickster sprite. Little games. <laughs> Moving on. So the show was created by Tracy Page Johnson, who also voices Blue, which is the iconic and Angela Santomero, and they met at Nickelodeon in their early 20s. Johnson was a producer and animator, and Santomero had a master's in child developmental psychology. So definitely a match made in heaven there. Oh, cool. Using their combined disciplines, the duo created a show that was clean, 
tactile and bolstered kindergarten readiness skills and pushed children to actively listen and participate in the story. It was also one of the first preschool shows to incorporate American Sign Language. And quick note on that, um, I did a little bit more digging on kind of that side of the show. And from the population who uses ASL, American Sign Language, the feedback is like a little mixed, but mostly positive in the form that, you know, it's positive to see that being represented anywhere in any capacity, but also it's like not quite enough is in there, I read, or sometimes um, the sign language that was incorporated wouldn't always mean exactly what it should have, but really not like, and nothing major either, but I think it's just kind of nitpicky. But Wouldn't I also Steve, like anytime Steve said thank you, he would also he did the thank you the, sign. Yeah, he yeah, be, that was that was I the big think thing. He should be doing it as much as Dora does Spanish. I think Spanish, really cool. <laughs> yeah, if it was incorporated to that degree, mm -hmm. uh, I think that would have been very very handy. Because um, I think ASL is that can be really handy to learn if you're if you're a child and still learning how to talk. Absolutely, absolutely. So due to the visual nature of the show, nearly all elements are animated except for the host and any physical objects that he may need to handle, such oh, as the cool. notebook and thinking chair, which uh, Steve does have that thinking chair. He has one. He That's kept it. Nice. I know. I was like, I think I would do the same naturally. Mm -hmm. um, I always kind of wanted the thinking chair because it looked so cool. I, did, I do remember. Red chair. I, we did have a red chair, and I also had gotten a notebook like a blues clues notebook yeah. and it kind of was that material it came with a crayon and you could like wipe it off mm -hmm. that got a lot of use yeah got a yep. lot of use yeah it's pretty great uh so since the only real physical um character in the show um was not animated basically it was really especially important that the host this actual human being in this animated show be as charismatic, approachable, and versatile <laughs> as possible. So enter Steve Burns. Burns auditioned for Blue's Clues in 1994, thinking it would be a voiceover part. At the time, he had long hair and an earring and modeled, get this, modeled his audition performance after Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah, that which was unexpected. I'd really like to find that audition tape if possible. <laughs> but Nickelodeon executives were against Burns hosting the new show, but in subsequent auditions, Burns proved himself to be perfect for the part, as out of the 100 people who auditioned, Burns was the favorite with preschool test audiences. Uh, and I think it's really easy to see why. Like, I watched some Blue's Clues uh, in preparation for this, and it's just like you're immediately captivated by Steve. Like, you just cannot help but watch him. Uh, I think he has a very special quality that he just brings. It's he has this ability to just seamlessly blend right into this completely, um, I mean, it would have been a green screen or a blue screen, mm -hmm. I think, in this, in this case. He, you don't suspect that he's out of place at all. So super talented. And Steve would soon become a beloved part of many households. Um, personally, he was probably my first crush, honestly. Um, as a young child, you could have just that total suspension of belief when watching Steve interact with this completely digital world. He, he brought a realism and earnestness to the show where other kids TV hosts tend to lean towards really over the top or saccharine performances. Um, watching Steve 
felt like you were interacting with someone real who was, who was really listening to you. After almost six years, Burns left Blue's Clues in 2002. Uh, his reasons for leaving, um, he cited not wanting to lose his hair on a kid's TV show because he was, he was getting older. Um, but also that he'd given everything for Blue's Clues and it just felt like time to move on. I mean, it, that was a long part of his life, six yeah. years. Yeah. In his final episode, he introduced the new host, Joe, played by Donovan Patton, who would be Steve's younger brother tasked with taking care of Blue when Steve went off to college. Patton also performed a Christopher Walken impression in House Audition. I don't know what it is about Christopher Walken like being an I think element. It's more taking notes Blues. from the pacing of the speech. I guess, like I have, I, I don't know. Like last night, I watched a Christopher Walken movie, um, "Catch Me If You Can," which I'd never seen before, and I just, I, it is, it was a very good movie. I liked it, but yeah, I don't know. It makes me think, like, what if? What if Christopher Walken took care of Blue on an episode? You know what I mean? Like, what would that, how would that translate? But anyway, so Steve helped train Joe to take on the mantle of Blue's caregiver, advising him not to think of it as a children's show, but as acting and telling the truth. So I think that really informed Steve's performance on the show, going back to how a lot of times if you saw like, I don't know if you guys remember watching, like, Big Comfy Couch, or even if you look at, like, um, later on with Lazy Town and stuff like that, the actual people on those shows, they don't feel like real people. They're very much characters. Yeah. Where Steve just kind of a real guy. Silly, but a real guy, you know? So I think, I think that really informed um, his performance. And Burns, of course, would later reprise his role in the reboot of Blue's Clues, and he also wrote and director and directed several episodes. So, Blue's Clues has had a couple different generations. Uh, the original Blue's Clues was canceled in two thousand four, and creators Johnson and Santamaro would go on to help create other series like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, um, Creative Galaxy, and Super Y, uh, which I've seen some of Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. It's kind of cute. But a return to Blue's Clues was always the plan. And um, later in the early 2000s, they premiered Blue's Room, which is a puppet spinoff. So Blue was a puppet uh, and she could talk and also had a little brother and other new friends. The series ran oh, for cool. two short seasons. Did you ever watch it? I haven't seen it, but I, just the puppet stuff I'm always a huge fan of. I watched some little pieces of it and it's cute. It's cute. Like Anything it. with puppets. Yeah. Anything with puppets I like. Um, so they were really short episodes and they would often be aired in between reruns of the original Blue's Clues. So it didn't really last that long. And then finally in 2017, the classic series was rebooted as Blue's Clues and You with a new host yet again. This time it was Joshua De La Cruz with Steve Burns' blessing. The show has been given a facelift to keep up with modern preschoolers. So the handy dandy notebook is now a phone. Uh, mail time has I know mail time has been replaced with an email and blue is now 3d so just like little tweaks um still it's still I know it still looks pretty good but it's it's not you know the 90s blues clue uh the creators still wanted to keep the slow pacing of the show instead of catering to shorter attention spans um if anything, children need to slow down and take a step at a time now more than ever, said Santamaro, quoting the theme song. And 
emphasizing that while kids are more visual now than ever, they're still the same from a development perspective. So emotionally, they're still the same as when Blue's Clues premiered nearly 20 years ago. And I think that's really important in the success of Blue's Clues, not treating kids like they are really fundamentally any different than they were in the 90s, knowing that they still respond to the same things, um, the same techniques work with them. It's just sometimes they need a little bit of a facelift, so it's more modern. Mm, yeah. But all in all, like doing this little report was 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 fun. It kind of took me down memory lane. Um, got to watch a lot of Steve and stuff like that. So uh, I really enjoyed it. And I also did find out that um, one of the hardest parts of the show was the notebook drawings. Because I was always mesmerized by those as a kid. Because Steve would draw every Great clue. Great artistry. Right. So uh, in an succinct. interview... Just yeah. to the point. Not detail list, yeah. but succinct. <laughs> yeah, they got the point across. Yeah. You know? In an interview, Steve uh, was... I see, I don't think it was an interview. I think it was actually like a, like a panel. And um, Steve revealed that he was not the one drawing the pictures, uh, <laughs> wow. which kind of brought a lot of you know, mock outrage. But so apparently, put his they shirt on. so they put on a <laughs> they would put on a green striped sleeve, <laughs> and like it was a thing where like all these animators on the show they'd be like, "Oh, let me do it," you know, "I I, I got this," <laughs> and then they would they would like just not be able to do it because you have to draw it in like. 10 seconds, you know, not very long. No mess ups. No mess ups. Yeah, you have to be able to draw it just, you know, one time perfectly. And I guess they had one lady who did it the most and was like really good at it. But um, I just always thought it was fascinating because I remember as a kid trying to copy the drawings in my notebook. Um, It's just an interesting style. But that's so cool. What do you guys think of Blue's Clues? Do you have favorite characters, favorite hosts, favorite segments? I always liked the blue skidoo. I was partial to that. Blue skidoo was great. I wanted to be able to blue skidoo so bad. I always something that stood out to me was how good the music was. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like they would have like jazz sometimes or yes. bluegrass. Uh huh. Just really varied, but all high quality. And it must, I have to mention, Steve Burns also has a solo alt rock album called Songs for Dust Mites. <laughs> he does. Very good. So cool. <laughs> I would be now remiss you... not to mention it. I'm glad you brought up the music. I'm trying to see if I can find out maybe who is behind it. Because you're right, it is. The sound is very jazzy a lot of the times, but it's also very big and warm feeling whenever you hear it. Probably some Nickelodeon resident composer. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, I just wonder who wrote the original theme, even. It's a good And, of song. course, the... I know. But, um... I'm trying to think of all the other characters you had, of course. So- well, was it the Tail? Oh, oh yeah, Josh liked the mailbox. He was classic. He had side table drawer. Um, was the mailbox just named mailbox? Uh huh. Yeah, was. here's Yoletta. Here's mm-hmm. Yoletta. It's mm-hmm. the mail. It's the mail. It's the mail. <laughs> mail. Uh, there's shovel and pail. Um, Mr. Salt. 
salt, this is pepper, this is pepper, paprika. paprika. That's right. Um, then there's like the the felt characters. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They would usually skidoo into the felt thing, but um, there's some other things that they would skidoo into. Oh, there's also Magenta, who is Blue's friend, and all I can think of right now. There would be mouse. some. Was there a mouse? I want to say there was a mouse. Maybe. I do. I will say that um, in that little notebook that I had as a kid, I would, I would draw Blue's paw print a lot. Like oh, that probably yeah. taught me how it's to draw a paw draw. print. Honestly, yeah, because it's a very, it's a good, it's a good paw print too. Yeah. Like it has all the right shade. It's not just circle, 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 circle. It's yeah. like the weird yeah. triangle and then like teardroppy shapes for the little toe beans. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an anatomically accurate paw print. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, can't forget slippery soap. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we did soap. Well, yeah, we that's why I had to bring soap. it up. Slippery soap. I'd be interested to watch not only the puppet spinoff but also mm-hmm. the. Is that still ongoing or is was that short lived? Um, I think it's syndicated now, so like okay. you probably still watch That's it. Cool. And you can find all of this on I found a lot of clips on YouTube and then you can also watch Blues Blues Clues on um Paramount Plus. I see. Okay. Yeah. It's maybe it's like um Nickelodeon specific specifically, but uh networks with animated shows typically do this where like jimmy neutron ran for like one or two seasons and then they canceled it because they were like we can just syndicate this mm-hmm. yep for years yeah and years. a lot of times when you go back and look up shows that you watched as a kid for me anyway it's like oh that only had two seasons that only had three seasons you know because yeah. you remember watching it so much that you can't think that don't notice that stuff or care they can, they can get away <laughs> obviously with a season or two especially with 3d animation mm-hmm. but yeah. coming from the perspective of uh a teacher someone who's credentialed in this age range mm-hmm. blues clues is cool um because most of the time in their lives and in children's programming mm-hmm. kids get talked to and at but they need mm-hmm. to be talked with and I, yeah. I like blues clues because it it's asking questions it's very investigative you're you're thinking of how these different parts of of your environment and your everyday life work mm-hmm. and so it encourages thinking it, it really encourages thinking because the whole time you're like what is what are we trying to figure out mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. what does Blue want to do? What does Blue want to have for the snack? What You know, you're trying to figure out a mystery, yeah. which prompts listening and participation participation in the show as well. And children so are very naturally smart show. curious, so I think that's mm-hmm. what will draw them to the show. I haven't heard... They're if... like cats in that way. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like to knock stuff and off it's, tables. It's and... an evolutionary yep. feature, so it's sad that um, parents and role models... I mean, kids typically get no but they don't get the why behind the no so any any time that a show is explaining the why that's that's a great show i also think and maybe this is something that's i hadn't really thought about this before it might be a little bit more nuanced 
a nuanced element of the show, but having a male character be the one that kids are mostly interacting with. I don't think you really see a lot of that, like not, you know, a cartoon character that is a a male, but an actual man who is talking to children, you know, at their level, gently, but intelligently, um, being funny, but also being smart with them. I think that says a lot too, like being able to see from a young age that you can be a man like that. Absolutely. I think that's something too. And it's Steve, it's kind of, he's kind of an older brother character more than he's not your grandpa or another kid. Right. Like he's not, he's not another kid, Mm -hmm. but he's not like Mr. Rogers where. Yes. Like a a grandpa character. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, you have to give props. This is for a lot of kids watching the original show that it's, it was probably the first time they've seen a man that wasn't, you know, like yelling at their mom. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So yeah. Yes. Yes. Just being intelligent, fun and friendly and helpful and sympathetic. Mm -hmm. All those features. Um, Also another fun thing than just reading here. Um, You know, when Steve goes to college, and Joe takes over. Steve goes to college on a hopscotch scholarship. <laughs> I love it. It's pretty good. I know. And then he becomes varsity captain for the hopscotch team. Yeah. I love that. I love that for Steve. <laughs> so badass. I know, right? That's awesome. I, I, I don't really I don't know how you watch it. I remember much hopscotch. of the show at all. I remember watching it, but I don't remember much of what happens. And I'd be mm-hmm. curious to watch this current version that's going on. Mm-hmm. I haven't ever you heard should. of any of my students watching it or talking about it, which leads me to believe it's not as popular as it was back in the day. Well, it's just watch Mr. Beast. Yeah. <laughs> you have more choices now than you did back then. That's like true. back then you had like Dragon Tales, Zoom. There were like three um, channels. Fucking Caillou, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if something wasn't on, you had to turn the TV off. You're like, well, I don't want to watch Caillou. I guess I'll have to turn the TV off. I know. (laughs) Anything but Caillou. So not a lot of choices. Now there's just an abundance of choices. That's a good point. You can watch anything. Yeah. I liked Blue's Clues as kind of an on-ramp to prepare you for Mystery Science Theater 3000. (laughs) Why Why do you say that? Well, I mean, the dynamic is pretty similar. I get it. Let them cook. Let them cook. Let them cook. Because of the interaction? You have a human who is surrounded by animated or puppet characters. Yeah. And they kind of, instead of blue skidoo, they they go into the theater with the Okay. Okay. I'm feeling it. Keep going. Surely there's more. (laughs) Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. No, I, I, I see it. I see it. That's not what you're stepping in. I get it. It's like kind of commentative. Mm-hmm. Mystery is in there. In both <laughs> yeah, of them. mysteries. Exactly. That's for certain, yeah. <laughs> there is mystery. That's I all I have hope, to do. I would, be, I would be curious if the latest iteration of it dives more into that. Uh, the social-emotional aspect is much more popular with kids programming these days than it was when we mm. were, when we were growing up which is great 
Yeah. So I would be curious if in these latest episodes, um, maybe it would show Josh getting visibly frustrated or upset or angry and then kind of oh. talking out with other characters how he's feeling. How to do that. kind of calm himself. I think I you know. should watch some episodes and report back I next episode. I absolutely will. Okay. Because I think uh, with every new host of the show, they, they pivot a little bit mm-hmm. to highlight that new host's strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the new host, Joshua De La Cruz, he's more musical. So I think there's more of a music aspect to it. Mm, cool. Obviously, there's the modern, you know, uplift of the of the original show, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, it's, it has more of a musical component. Like he will play and sing music, mm-hmm. and he's Filipino American. So that's awesome. I think that was a good, right there. yeah, I think that was a good good shift. Um, I also find it weird that we go from Steve Burns as Steve, and then Donovan Patton as Joe. And then Joshua De La Cruz is Josh. Like, what heck? Why couldn't yeah, we have used like Donovan's name? Or something. It, uh, yeah, I mean, short. come on. So, I think Donovan Patton's Joe had a much more, like, childlike approach. He kind of felt like more of a... He, yeah. he had kind of this wide-eyed, mm-hmm. you know, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed kind of quality about him. Um, and also, like, he was a very tall, big guy. Which I think is also nice to see someone like that interacting in a child level, you know. So it, again, goes with that positive male yeah. influence. So I think that was cool too, and I think it's awesome that we have this new young kid who's a Filipino American who's now the new host. So I love all of it, and I'm glad I glad I was able to there revisit it, it for this series. Very yeah, cool. Riley, what's all you got I have? on this show? You remember the show, Riley? Yeah, do you remember watching it? Of course, it? he does. I... I remember watching it, but I don't really remember the show. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I'm sure if I watched it, I'd remember it, but. It comes back. Comes back like a freight train, man. Yeah. <laughs> it hits you. Bright colors. Right, so, uh, the, the color Bright palette colors, is beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of par for the course, but. You need that Not, in a kid's show. Yeah. Okay. I always so liked we, what, one last thought I had is yeah. I always like it since it's on, on a green screen. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes when like Steve or Joe has to walk side to side, they'll. <laughs> oh my god, they do that place. little little shuffle kind of walk. Yeah. I love that. That's always cool. I hope that was like you know how I said like Steve kind of helped train the new host. I hope that was part of like his training. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how many weeks does he spend training the new host? Is it like a year? of like apprenticeship school, probably you know yeah. like this is how you walk and you spend two weeks just perfecting the walk you know yeah. to walk how around this place skidoo. how does skidoo appropriately oh, how, like, land from the skidoo because you know, oh like, that's do, right like, yeah you know yeah. land on one foot right that's right the training was likely donovan watching the episode <laughs> so much blues one or two <laughs> 20 to 30 minute phone conversations between the two. <laughs> I, I think, think it was watching much to it. I think Even it was watching a lot of minutes, blues clues. I think any of us could be Steve. <laughs> Not watching a lot of blues clues and then but... and then watching a lot of just Christopher Walken for some reason. 
Yeah. That's a lot He's to do like, with the part. One of the texts that Steve sent Donovan was how <laughs> Christopher, what does George Lucas say? He's like, Christopher Walken is the key to all of this. <laughs> Just that cryptic text. Watch Batman Returns. Yeah. Fiction. Yeah. View to a kill. Yeah. <laughs> yes, perfect. Excellent thoughts is there, all around. There aren't really many, too many things where it's a live action, one live action character, and everything else is completely green way, screen. Way more. Yeah, there needs to be much anything. more. I mean, we can do that for the podcast. Alex, do you want to be the one human, and then the rest of us will be animated? Care. Yeah, I don't care. Cool. Like, Watch a lot of Christopher Walken. Like that? Even on the children's programming side of things, what else? I'm thinking they, the uh, Blue's Clues have like proprietary strategies. Well, that's kind I, of the I opposite, have no idea, right? man. Yeah, I guess it kind of, kind of both. I'm trying to think. <laughs> like, did they yeah, have kind of the opposite. physical props to help Steve filming? Well, I mean, there, like I said, there are some things that are physical because yeah. you have the, the thinking chair is the big one. Like in a way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> things like Tron. Now you could use the, um, the uh, uh, ILM volume to film Blue's yeah. <laughs> So Steve could be looking at a monitor that shows in real time <laughs> <laughs> the Blue's Clues world. Yeah. That would be ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's probably what they're doing right now. So, like, on the schedule, the technology that, is there. Yeah, like the Skywalker Ranch, like filming schedule is like Mandalorian, <laughs> Blues Clues, <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, we got a Josh's corner. We do. We have a triumphant <laughs> return of Josh. Yes, a triumphant return. I love it. And um, so, just kind of as a refresher for the rules, since it's been a while, um, <laughs> you're free to interrupt me with any questions at any time. But you do. I do ask that you raise your hand first and wait. Okay. Wait to be called upon. Cool. So, the I, I kind of have a little story of like. So kind of while all the the Freddies and the skin and marinking and mm. that was going on, I I also had my own stuff going on that you guys were not privy to. <laughs> okay. Kind of aside, you know how there's like an A plot and a B plot. Yeah. A lot of sitcoms. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So so I was like, I was scroll swiping Tinder as one does, <laughs> <laughs> and I swiped on um this woman named brenda because her her profile was super interesting so like you could kind of tell right away that she was like one of those people who as a teen kind of had the lol so random humor yep like mm-hmm. one of doom holds up sport <laughs> that kind of yeah. stuff yeah and she's kind of uh. covering slash repressing that mm. i could i could i spot those from a mile away and i can't yeah. really tell Red flag. Wearing. Yeah. Well, it's or like a green a flag. flag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but also, all her picture in all her pictures, she's wearing overalls. 
Oh, okay. Which I thought was also interesting. Mm-hmm. And then her, so like her job, she listed as air airfield mechanic, which oh, I also it. thought was interesting. Oh my god. Okay. So oh god. Georgia maybe can see where this yeah. is going. Yeah. I, I, yep. <laughs> I got it. So I swiped on her, oh and so we go on. We go on a couple dates. We go for coffee, and you know she's interesting <laughs> enough. She's cool. And then she invites me to this work party oh, no. she's having. So she ta- she picks me up. We go to Terrytown. We go to her airport. And I meet all her work friends. And I'm freaking out because I want to make a good impression. But she's like, I can't wait for you to, get to meet all the planes. I'm like, Uh-oh. meet the planes? Uh-oh. But yeah, so she takes me there, and at the party are all these planes with human faces. Oh, and no. come to find out, yeah, she works for JJ the jet plane. Well, she so works like, for JJ the jet plane. She's JJ's employee. Yeah, JJ That's the only is thing kind that of makes sense. I thought it was like weird. a doctor-patient relationship. Because JJ is six years old. Keep in mind. <laughs> oh my God, he is. He's six years old. Uh, he's there. His twin sister Tracy is there. Is also six. Um, Snuffy was also there. He was like a four-year-old prop plane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, of course, we have Herky the helicopter. Uh, Big Jake. Oh yeah. And, uh, old Oscar the biplane. Um, but this was also a. I mean, it was Halloween, so this was like a Halloween dress-up party. Hmm. Oh. So all the planes were dressed up. I did I wasn't aware. I didn't dress up or anything. Um oh. but like but it was weird because like JJ was dressed up as like a Japanese zero <laughs> from World War II. <laughs> and like um old Oscar was dressed up as like um what was the the the, the plane that's always shooting down Snoopy? <laughs> Oh, the Red Baron? The Red Baron, Or yeah. whenever the Red Baron is flying, I guess. Yeah, it's like a, a larger percentage of the planes than you would expect were dressed up as, like, like World War II. Axis. <laughs> Axis oh, powers? No. Axis powers. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's not good. Four planes. I mean, there's not a hey. lot of... Yeah, yeah. If you're a That's plane kind of and you need say. to dress up... Listen. Yeah. There's only so well, you many could do may- I don't know, like an X-Wing, maybe... <laughs> yeah. Something that's that's not so politically angry. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe just draw one of those like pinup girls on the side. You know, yeah. that could be a th- you know. Yeah. Yeah. You you can Jeez. do it without picking a side in yeah. the largest global political conflict of the past hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Well that's kind of Big Jake's angle was like he was trying to like play off the big um the SS on his tail wing. Oh, God. Like, it's 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 an anthropological, it's a historical thing. It's not oh, a philosophical no. thing. Oh no. I was like, yeah, sure, buddy. Oh god. Goodness. You got roped um, into political conversations with human planes? Well, they don't really get it, is the thing, because like they're planes, uh. right? Right. They didn't. There wasn't like a plane holocaust that we know That's of. A good point that we know of. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't their, resonate so their the same way. Their understanding of the human side is somewhat limited. 
and you know jj is they're six, six. yeah so yeah um, that's true but it was very freaky because i mean these are i mean flames are big and they yeah. have faces on the front like human yeah. faces kind of, kind of similar to the thomas thomas the train just yeah. a circle of human flesh yeah, but there's no like <laughs> mask esque. There, you had like Mr. Topham hat to kind of keep him in. Oh, line. that's true. Yeah, the yeah. island of soda. You had Ringo and stuff talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> but in Terrytown, there's no kind of like. There's no. Is it lawless? Whip. You know, it's, it's very much so the wild weird. west. Yeah, wow. they're just kind of flying around wherever. Untamed I mean, frontier of Terrytown. Ringo does her best, but JJ is her boss. That's fucked up. That's kind so, of a frightening prospect having a. She she told me about like she so she asked for a raise the other week. Yeah. And she was like JJ, um, so I've worked here for a long time. You think I could get a raise? And JJ JJ's response was like, I don't know, maybe could I get some carrot sticks? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> JJ just went straight Caillou. Yeah. Oh god. And I guess a lot of the like Brenda's duties revolve around like itching scratching itches for them sense. on their face because yeah. they don't have limbs oh god that also means yeah. that these planes have like they a have parasympathetic a nervous, nervous system yeah they have <laughs> some kind. systems. yeah the implications are frightening to say the least it's a, bi yeah. a binding of metal and flesh somewhere in there <laughs> unholy binding like do they have souls technically does well, Brenda know? Yeah, that's the weird thing is that I kind of came away thinking like they do have souls. Yeah. And maybe experience the world in a deeper and more meaningful way than we humans do somehow. Yeah. Ooh. It's like if you look. That's like they were blessed with the gift of flight, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't have. If you look directly into their eyes, it's like. It's like, it's like looking at our labradoodle. It's like. There's a thinking, <laughs> feeling being. Inside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With their own plans and dreams. Yeah. Machinations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a Labradoodle, as you say. Like yeah. a Labradoodle. <laughs> yeah. Positively frightening. But yeah, I, d I ultimately decided to break up with Brenda because um, she didn't like Wes Anderson movies. Ah, oh, deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what am I going to talk to you about? <laughs> yeah. That's another JJ the jet plane. That's like one person, and the rest is animated, right? There's yeah, there's like a couple people. Oh yeah, there's Brenda. There's Miss Lee Jones, the librarian who's deaf. Yeah, can you imagine if they did the faces of the planes as like live action faces? Oh god, I don't want to imagine that. It'd be like Shark Boy and Lava oh, thank Girl you. and Joy George Lopez. Yeah. Oh, be like that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back. A lot of George Lopez in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> kind of looming large. Mm -hmm. Let's keep that going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Can we not, please? I guess I'm also curious. Sorry, I'm raising my hand, but I'm also curious. Josh, did you also become like a real person in an animated world whenever you went to this work party? So that is another kind of interesting thing because, like, the show, the show is completely different. Like, okay. The show, the show is animated, 
obviously. Mm-hmm. I didn't step in. I didn't like blue skidoo into an anime okay. world. If that's what, that's what I was hoping. So in yeah. actuality, the show is like an artist's rendering. Yes. In actuality, JJ the jet plane is like this grotesque. <laughs> Cronenberg ass. Yeah. <laughs> like a machine yeah. in flesh. Yeah. yeah. That about sums it up. Makes me wonder if. Like, do you think JJ was born or made? Hmm. I think he was born a normal human. Normal human boy? I know, whichever yeah. way you slice it, it's it's bad. Okay, it's was, bad. He was placed into this mechanical prison, I think. <laughs> By who, we don't know from watching the show, but... Is it and a why curse? Is he, why is he uh, forever six years old? Or is Ooh, that yeah. an act? Because he kept saying, I'm six. Like I'm the six. orphan, right? Yeah. Kind of that kind of thing. Maybe they took Oof. his brain out or something. Mm. Stuck in a arrested development. It's part of Indeed. a... It's part of an, experi- an experiment of some kind, I think. That yeah. went wrong. On a remote There's planet. Some mad scientist slash airplane mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Well, thank you for that very enlightening Joshi's corner. So Can't wait for more. Kind of the 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 quality of dates you can get and expect on Tinder. <laughs> I wonder who you'll meet next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking You'll forward to, to it. Now. Okay. Thanks cool. for listening. We'll return next week with another episode. And who wants to say it? Quest dismissed. Quest dismissed.